Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. This is definitely one of uh, the great Sundays for our church every year, and I, I think it's just a growing uh, space for our church. And, uh, you know, we've always tried to say as a church, as we grow, we want to have more and more space for, for mission, for, for sending out uh, a message of hope. And we find as we do it, we've been doing it for a lot of years, but things happen far beyond us, and that's the whole message. You know, it's, uh, uh, I just heard a story this week. We were gathered together uh, with some of our pastors from around C3 in New Zealand, and there was a moment where they introduced the new pastors for C3 Apia in Samoa, and uh, they were hearing from these guys. And, and well, I've got a picture here. And as they introduced these guys, Pastor Michael and Louisa, they shared the story and they said, yeah, so they asked this question, how did, you, how did you come to be doing this church plant? And they said, well, when we grew up, uh, we went to primal youth in Fiji. And uh, yeah, it was so amazing. He, he's Samoan, she's Fijian. She got saved at primal in Fiji. And that was something that probably over 10 years ago, our church invested heavily in, was helping to get primal youth up into Fiji, and in fact, we've just started recently with uh, Primal Youth in, uh, in Suva, and Fiona and I are going to go up and, and encourage those guys up there soon, and so it was so amazing for me personally to meet these guys, and it was, oh my goodness, you know, we didn't even know uh, quite what God was doing, but God was at work, uh, you know, through our church's faith to just step out beyond uh, New Zealand, and so, so excited because I know in the heart of this church for a lot of years has been to see C3 get up into Samoa, and here we are today, and they're really excited. The young guy here is going to um, start Primal Youth next year in, in Samoa, so uh, isn't that amazing? Come on, let's put our hands together for that. And you know, that's, that's how God moves. You know, He takes what we do and he just breathes upon it. He just, he just puts his anointing upon it. And, uh, you know, all things are possible. So I want to really encourage us here today. I've got a screen of all the things that we do because it's hard for us to always talk about them in, uh, in the videos and stuff. There's, there's a lot of things there, uh, which is so good. That's pretty much most of what we're doing. We've just included, uh, I think up there, your local church support, Suva Fiji Apia, because... Uh, you know, we, we, we just put an offering in there um, during the week uh, from beyond to say, hey, we want to be part of this. We want to be part of this. A um, couple of the newer initiatives we're going to be doing is we really just want to go big on food uh, just because it is a big issue in the city. And I think that just what a great story there from Odette. And wouldn't it be great to be doing that? I mean, we send out food packs, but wouldn't it be great to just bring groceries to families in need. We do that occasionally. I mean, imagine doing it regularly, every, every week, um, and, and to be able to set up a food bank. And so, again, if you have that ability to, to help us with food in any way, we just need to get into some channels of regular food coming in. That's definitely something on our heart to, to just encourage people uh, at their moment of need, and, and we can see the results that happens. Also, we're going to look at um, starting some microloans up in Cambodia to start some businesses for the church to be able to help create funds. And so hopefully we're going to be able to do it on the upcoming trip in October to start a little uh, moto mechanic uh, business. 
uh, because everybody's driving <coughs> motos and sometimes they just leave them on the, you know, leave them, just just a whole lot of them lying there not working because when they don't work anymore. So to have a little mechanic shop will be just an amazing little business there. So hopefully we can do that and start a bunch of businesses. So it'd be great to t- uh, have some business people go with us next year into Cambodia, inspire that. You know, there's some amazing young business people uh, in our churches up there. So anyway, it's going to be fun today. We Look, our goal is to receive across our campuses uh, in excess of $120,000. Uh, that sounds a lot, but, uh, you know, hey, we, we, we can do this, right? We, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And, uh, and there's probably a lot more we could do, uh, and we want to see it growing and building into the future. So I want to talk about, because this all centers around God's invitation to humanity. That's, that's why we're here today. We're not just doing good works. We're actually taking out God's message. And I want you to think about what is the greatest invitation you've ever had? You know, maybe you got invited to a cool party at high school or <laughs> got invited on a special date. Um, that was definitely ranking up there with one of Fiona's best invitations ever. Um, but <clears throat> when, I, when I think about for me, I got invited uh, a couple of years ago Fiona and I got invited by Buckingham Palace. Yes, yeah, I've got your attention now. To an event that they were running at our building in Monaco. It was an amazing thing. It was like from Buckingham Palace, would you please come to see through Monaco? Uh, as, and as you know, and if you don't know, we hosted, uh, we hosted Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in our building in Monaco. And uh, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a special invitation. And of course, so what they said, because they literally brought, brought an entourage of about 50 people, mainly security and, and, and all these people. And then about 40 New Zealand police were there. So at least over 50% of the people at the, at the event were security and police. So it was heavily, um, <coughs> heavily secured. It was a secure environment. It was probably the, the most secure environment in the nation of New Zealand on that day. And uh, so anyway, I turned up and they said, look, there's going to be a park for you. There's going to be stuff for you. So I turn up. There's a guy, a police guy there with his list and for the car parks. And I said, yeah, I just, Dean Rush, just, and he goes, you're not on the list. And I said, that's unfortunate because, um, you know, I own the building. And of course, um, I technically don't because we all own it together. <laughs> uh, but I was just taking a liberty to represent the church <laughs> on that day. <laughs> I said, this, this is my building. Uh, you know, you can say that too, by the way. You're, you're a stakeholder in it. Um, if you need to, if you need to get in sometime. Uh, I said, this, this is my building. And he goes, okay, um, well, I guess we should let you in. I said, that, that would be great. Um, but <laughs> it was a special day and it was a great invitation. And I always remember it. <clears throat> but we, we got to realize this is the greatest invitation to mankind that outranks any cool party or great uh, special date that you've been invited to in your life. This is God's invitation to His creation. In Luke 14 and verse 16, I want to get into this. Jesus said, and you can have a look in your Bibles. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he said to his servant, Tell those who have been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, 
I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant replied, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes, compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. Amazing. And this is describing God's invitation to humanity. He says, come, for everything is now ready. And we've got to learn as as Christians, guys, when God calls, we need to respond. (laughs) When God calls, we've got to respond. The scripture is about God's invitation. His banquet is the feast of eternity. And we are invited to participate. We don't have to pay the price of admission. The price is so large that you couldn't pay it if you tried. But he's paid the price and we just need to turn up to claim our ticket of admission, purchased by Christ. This is the place to be for every person. This is the best ticket in town. You're in. You're in. God says you're in. You might not have made it to the cool parties at high school, but God says you're in. You're a winner. He has invited you to His banquet, and we just got to turn up. Don't miss it for the world. And God asks for our help to make it happen. Verse 18, it says, But they all alike began to make excuses. God is, a, is making this incredible invitation and yet people are making excuses. Things of, of our own life can sometimes find themselves in the wrong priority order. The things that have no eternal value are taking people away from a future with God. And it's really sad. It's a tragedy, church. And we've got to let our hearts be captured by this moment that the heart of the master is broken. Over all he's done, he's laid it out. And yet people aren't turning up. You know, let that not be us. We see this playing out all around us in our world today. It's a sad day when people's own priorities become more important than God's priorities. We need to understand that property, assets, marriage, family, all these amazing things of life should rank under our commitment to Christ. Christ needs to be number one. And I see a lot of people today, you know, talking about this thing, family first, which is great, but not the greatest statement. Because for all of us, Christ should be number one. I think about it for my own kids. I want them to have Christ as the main priority, not even Fiona and I, because we're going to do a good job. Hopefully we do a good job. You want to ask them after the service. Hopefully they say, we've had a good job done for us here, but we're we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We want the number one priority of their lives to be Christ. And then we know their future, no matter what happens, 
is going to be in good hands. And so no matter what, don't let the blessings of God take priority over God himself. All these things are beautiful blessings of God, and he wants them to be in our lives. But let's know who's number one. Verse 21, the servant came back and reported this to his family. And then the owner of the house became angry. And ordered his servant, go and quickly, go quickly. Enter the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And that's us. <laughs> Understandably, God was so upset as he, as he had done so much. He has made a way for us to spend eternity with Him, and yet so many decide not to respond. They don't RSVP to God's great invitation. And he asks us to help. And we feel this moment. We've all done it before. I don't know whether you've turned on a great dinner or a great party and invited lots of people. Didn't quite work out. Or I'm sure all all of our Connect leaders understand that moment. You know, you you made it so beautiful and you put the invitation out. But everybody just, you have this random day where on any given moment, everybody had something else. And there you are, laid out this beautiful thing, and you're like, where are these guys? <laughs> we all feel that. We all understand. And this is God himself having his heart broken that his, his kids said, ah, oh, you know, I've got to try out my oxen. <laughs> they missed eternity because they bought a new car. It's good to have a new car, but just drive it to the right place, you know. Just <laughs> go quickly. It's going to help you go quickly uh, out into the streets and bring the message. And, you know, here God asks our help. And what a beautiful moment missions is. Let's never reduce it to charity or, or simply do-gooding. This is God asking us. He's saying, C3 Auckland, would you help me take this message out? Would you help me get urgency and can for all of us can we let some urgency drop in our heart today not you know someone's like oh, fine you know Christians can be so lethargic in responding to God and and, and I understand God's God's call is, is so inconvenient he guys he does it on purpose <laughs> if you're waiting for everything to work out it's never going to happen he's going to bring the call probably the most inconvenient moment of your life because he just wants to go do they really want to stand for me. It's a, it's a little test. And you say, God, this is a tough test. And I, I understand that. He's just testing the motives of our heart. Because he don't want us representing him if it takes all the stars aligning and romantic music and the sun shining and we've got money in our pocket and every, as we skip along <laughs> to bring out happy little Christian message. I mean, it's just, it's going to fall on deaf ears. <laughs> But I'm telling you what, when you gave up something, when you, it was like the worst moment ever, but you said, God, I'm there. And out of, out of a deep heart commitment to represent Jesus, you made a stand, you went forward and you went quickly. I'm telling you, when you bring the message, it's gonna be heard. It's gonna be heard because there's an intensity, there's an urgency, there's a passion in your life. It's gonna encourage people. So the message is when God calls, just respond. Just respond. Doesn't matter what's going on. It's like, God, it's crazy. But I'm there. I'm there. And as a church, come on, C3 Auckland, let's continue to do.
what we've done for so many years. Let's, let's help. Let's help. Let's rise to the challenge of helping God send out the most beautiful invitation to mankind. Let's get some urgency, all of us, on, on this call today. Let's not say, oh, it's just one more year of, oh, you know, mission beyond, you know. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's get some urgency in this thing. Verse 22, sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still more room. Then the master told a servant, go out into the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. And I was saying to the guys hosting with me today, those lines are some of the lines, if, you know, if you're called to ministry, those lines will get inside your heart or let them get inside your heart. It stirs you. Compel them to come in, that my house would be full. That's the dream of the Father, that all of, all of his kids would make it into eternity. He's calling us to stir ourselves up, to do all that we can. This is our mission, to be compelling. You know, as... Christians, come on, let's be compelling. If you're tired, do something, get some sleep. You know, if you're grumpy, just get a, get a, yeah, just put some happy music, you know, just put the wiggles on for a week or something and just, <laughs> just, just get happy. Uh, <laughs> well, that could be depressing, I don't know. Uh, come on, if you're flat, wake, wake yourself up and just let, let a compelling spirit get upon your life. And, uh, you know, I, I just met the guy out west who just got baptized last week. And he, he's the, the poster boy of our baptism because he just came out. And it was such a great photo. Uh, and I posted it up on social media. But I said, all you got to do, bud, is let that spirit stay upon your life. If you can just stay in that place of loving God and appreciating all that he's done for your life, you're going to do some amazing things. Because God's the one that does the heavy lifting. He makes stuff happen. He does the miracles. He causes things to take place. But he needs us to go with passion, with urgency. Come on, let's be bringers. I want to thank all of the bringers. There's so many people sitting in this room that have been bringers, that have brought people in over the years, that have reached out to people, that have welcomed people, that have texted people and invited them along on God's behalf. And I want to just thank you so much. You are amazing. You are champions of the kingdom. And I want to encourage you to continue to do this good work, to bring them in. That's what God wants, that his house would be filled. So come on, let's give all the bringers just such a great hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Woo. Let's make it the mission uh, let's make it our mission. Let's make it the mission of our church. Let's create a, a, a new culture. I mean, it has been our culture, but let's stir it up afresh to be bringers. Mission is bringing the invitation to all God's children, and we all get to be part of it. Amen. Hey, before we do this great offering, I want to I give you a few, four great reasons to give to missions. And maybe uh, somebody on the keys come help me out. Uh, and I want you, we can start to um, think about what we could contribute. And I'm asking everybody, in a moment we're going to put the baskets and in a time of worship, we're just going to come bring our offerings to the Lord. And I want to ask everybody to contribute, big or small. There are some with big capacity, and I want to encourage you to go big. 
And there are others that maybe don't feel like you've got much capacity at all, but I want to encourage you to do something to say, God, I'm in. I'm in. Might be inconvenient for you financially right now, but something. God can take the smallest offering, and I'm always reminded, and I'll never forget, and a big offering we took a few years ago in Monaco, and somebody had turned up on their first Sunday. And I always say to people, you know, I've learned actually it's a great Sunday to bring people, but I used to think it wasn't the best, you know. <laughs> hey, today in church, so good to have you here. We're going to take two offerings. Let's do it. It's going to be incredible. This couple turned up, first time ever. And, and we said we're going to take a big offering for the Lord today. And all they had was $10 for fish and chips. And they just decided we're going to give our $10 to God. And just this one decision for them to contribute to God's purpose caused their whole family to get saved. Their whole family got saved. And the, the direction of their family changed forever. And, and none of us knew that they were going to suffer a huge tragedy. Somebody in the family died. But because, you know, because of that decision, their whole family was connected to Christ. The church was able to get around them through that tough moment in their family's life. And even today, they're still going on for God and the kids, all the kids are in church and serving Him. And I learned, it's amazing what God can do with the smallest offering. So don't be missed out. But here's, here's four great reasons. Number one, to respond to the Great Commission. Let's respond today. Today we can all respond to the Great Commission. What is our response? Our response is to sow and to go. We should definitely do one of those two things. If we can do both, that's like epic. But we sow and we go. We sow together to enable the gospel to go out. And we mobilize our church to go out and take the message to this generation. For every connect group leader, I love you to take this message to your connect group and discuss it. How can we respond to the Great Commission? How can we sow and go? It's gonna make an incredibly fruitful life. This is the Great Commission to every Christian to go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. My generation, I love this title. You know, for me, 25 years ago, uh, I responded to this call literally in my own life to the Great Commission to leave what I was doing. I was a, I was a professional musician. I loved, for anybody that's here in music, it's just like the glory. If you can get paid to do music, it's a great life. But I just felt this compelling. Just, it, just, it just got into me to fight for, for my generation generation and it's been a blessing a privilege over all these years to be in in the fight with you believing for people and seeing people one for Christ and that's what's amazing to think you know up in Samoa God's using some things we did decade you know a decade ago to continue to reach out amazing and I want you to get this generation on your heart don't just live your life for you God wants us all to care about this generation. This generation is about to turn God down in His great invitation. They're about to send back the RSVP and say, sorry, I couldn't make it. I just got to test drive my oxen. We've got to help them make a good decision. Number two, great reason to give is to imitate God's generous spirit. When we, when we give, we become like 
our great Father. Who's here and you've, you've encountered the, the generosity of God? Give me a wave right now. God, God is so generous and we've got to keep doing this because people keep coming in thinking, oh, you know, God just wants your money, the church wants your money. Listen, God is so generous that I, I feel, you know, I do. I feel like I've over a lot of years given a lot, but I've got to be honest and say, God's given more. God's, I didn't have much to offer, so I gave a little bit. And God continues. And I'm sure that you've, you've got a story a bit like that too. God continues to pour back in. Don't for a second think He's trying to get your money. He's actually just trying to get your heart and, and, and your passion and your life connected to Him. What He's got in store for you is, is so amazing and beautiful. But you don't want to have a generous God and a stingy church. That's like, man. So we just want to imitate our great God. You know, I got a picture here of Pastor David Livingston. And, you know, he's one of the heroes of C3, without a doubt. That's why I jumped in with this guy. You couldn't get further away from Auckland just about than northern Uganda. It's like the toughest trip to get there. And I've got to give it up for John. Blake Lock that goes there on a regular basis. Let's give it up for John. I find the trip just getting there sort of tests my heart. You know, it's like, God. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, so we've been, but, but he is a hero and that's why we've always been in with him. And, you know, some of you know this, but about two years ago, because Cambodia is such a big project and rightly so, we are literally running four churches across that nation that we direct and lead and largely finance. And I'm happy to do it because we're bringing the gospel to a church, to a nation that has 1% Christian uh, Christian members at the moment. And that's gonna change. It's gonna be a legacy for all of us that this nation is gonna be turned around for the kingdom. But anyway, so I was, I was gonna say to David, hey man, I just started having the conversation. I was just gonna say, look, we can't support anymore. Um, because we really need to focus on Cambodia. It's just, it's just practical. It's what we're going to do. But just before I said that, it's probably God. Like he just, I asked this question. I said, because I thought it would lighten the blow. I said, Pastor David, like how many, how many other churches support you guys? And he goes, oh, it's just you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> good. Well, you know, let's keep doing it then. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> And I thought, you know, this is the problem for us is that we think of everything in a human mindset, like pieces of pizza in a box. It's like, we've got to help Cambodia, so we've got to get rid of some slices of pizza. God doesn't think like that. He's just like, open your heart, man. He's unlimited in what He can achieve. And so we've committed ourselves to uh, continuing on that partnership. And in fact, last year we've gone bigger because we doubled down by helping with the SUV and and he is just such a great champion so let's let's do this let's continue to go big and you know we probably need to go bigger as a church if we're going to continue to if we're going to keep doing Cambodia and then they're going to start a new location and then we're going on with David and we want to do food on a regular basis I mean you know we probably just got to get a vision to go bigger and I think I think we can I think we can so let's be generous let's be in it number three because others have gone before us. You know, I, I don't think any of us are here sitting here today because one day we just woke up in the morning and thought, and thought you know, today I'm gonna pursue Jesus. I'm gonna find Him and I'm gonna sort out my life today. I'm just gonna do it. 
I mean, if you did, you're amazing. Uh, most of the rest of us, <laughs> people went ahead of us. People set it up. God, God is in the business of setting people up for the kingdom. I had a knock on my door one day. Some dude said, hey, yeah, I'm taking you to church tonight. I'm like, no, you're not. Because I was 17 and, you know, slightly less refined than I am today. <clears throat> I said, I'm not doing it. I don't want to go to church. Because people have been praying and somebody had been calling, hey, can you come get this guy? He's really not doing well in life. He needs some help. I didn't know that. I thought I was doing amazing. I thought I was doing amazing. And, but this guy came uh, and, but he, he had a, he had a V8 van out there and it was the 80s. So he literally drove up to my door with the A-team van. And I said, I'm gonna come to church with you if I can drive the van. He goes, yeah, cool, sure. And that was it, That's, that was it. And, but I'm so glad and I've tried to run a church always that we, we're not thinking of just ourselves. We're thinking about who's coming after us. And I'm so glad a whole bunch of people had been making calls and praying prayers. You think about your life. I don't know your story, but God does. You thought about the people that prayed for you, that called up other people to say, can you just go around and take them somewhere and invite them out or, or, or help them or bring a gift to their life? That's what God's called us to do. We give because others went before us. Amen. And we're gonna do it for a new generation coming into the house of God. Number four, to help bring them in. We do it all because Jesus left the 99 to get the one. In this world, we'd take 99% every day of the week. Let's be honest, come on. But Jesus says, nah, I want all my kids. I want all my kids. And we've got to take on that spirit because I believe that you and I were the one. He could have easily thought, I can do my kingdom without this little 17-year-old punk. Uh, what's he to me? <laughs> but he said, no, I want him in. I want him in. It's going to make it more interesting. You know, he could have looked at your life and said, I can do the kingdom without you. But he thought, no, I love you. I love you. I want you to know I've got plans for you. I want to see everything that I've created you for come to fruition to help bring them in. He wants all of his kids. Come on, let's be a church that doesn't just take 99. I mean, honestly, 99% sounds great. But let's have the heart of the Father that wants to see all of His kids. And as we're about to do this right now, can I capture your heart today for the gospel? We are a church for the gospel, but can we stir ourselves up in 2019? I feel like 2020 is gonna be a seriously powerful year for this church, for the city and for this nation. And can we stir ourselves up? God needs you, your life, your gift your financial gift, but also the gift that's upon your life to be fully formed and developed and used for His glory. Let's sow with passion into a harvest of souls. Let's reach our generation. So in a moment, we're gonna do this. Maybe if you haven't already, you could fill out these cards. And I wanted to say, you know, with the big and small, because there would be some people sitting here that you have the gift of giving. And I'm asking everybody to give because I think we, we all should give, big or small. You know, it's not, it's not equal giving, it's, it's equal sacrifice. But if you've got a gift of giving, these are the moments that you can start to flex the muscle on that gift. And I've learned in my life that a gift only gets bigger and more powerful by using it. You know, to all the young preachers, I say, you just got to get up there and do it. But I'm not prepared. I don't know, just do it anyway. Just smile and get passionate and uh, bring something. 
And in the same way, if that's you, come on, maybe we could go to a whole nother level this year of 2019 and be able to do so much more than we ever thought was possible. And I know God's good for it. If we can trust Him, if we can sow, He can pour out a blessing into our lives. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.